Hey, welcome to another episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl, Stephanie Hardy. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. Welcome to the ride. You know, thanks. And if this isn't your first time listening to me, thank you for riding with me all this time, you know, from the jump, you know, all the way up until now. This is going to be a special themed episode um, since this week was marked the fifth anniversary of the women's evolution getting popped off with the call-ups of charlotte flair becky lynch and sasha banks this episode is going to be themed around the women and i know it's going to be a little bit different because i know i talk about the men and the women all the time on my show but this time i just felt moved and inspired to make an episode you know highlighting the women and how far they've come and of course you know to highlight parts of the past you know to lead us to this very point where we're at and i'm going to be discussing you know news and gossip ish except it's going to be you know surrounded by the women and i'm going to do a very special wrestling fan story time to chart what my journey was with the women's evolution as it started that July evening in 2015 and you know what my journey with women's wrestling has been even before that point and where it is now and I'm going to talk about what happened this week in wrestling with the women as well so sit back relax and listen to this sort of evolution themed (laughs) um episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast Okay, so in news and gossip-ish, we have Charlotte Flair and her rumored TV deal. So Ryan Satin of Pro Wrestling Sheet reported that the 12-time champion has a TV project in the works, and it's rumored to be a scripted um, project for a major studio and not a reality show as it, as it was reported earlier this week. Um, Charlotte was last seen on the June 22nd episode of Monday Night Raw, where she suffered an injury after fighting with Nia Jax backstage. Now, we also haven't seen Nia Jax in a while either, so I don't know, you know, what's going on with her and with that. But I think it's really cool that Charlotte is sort of, you know, branching out a little bit more with the television thing because she did have a guest starring role or could you say a guest starring role because it was a movie but it was like psych the movie and she played heather rockrear and it was like a small you know role or whatever but i thought it was really cool that she sort of you know jumped out there with the whole movie thing because i feel like that's just the thing that a lot of wrestlers who have a lot of crossover appeal like to do and you know also this year with becky you know going on the show billions of course that was really cool too so if charlotte wants to get her a piece of that tv action go ahead then get your shine on so of course you know now she's out because you know of that injury and she's you know recovering at home so we wish her well and also on the docket we have Kyrie sane who's rumored to be returning to japan pretty soon um, Tokyo Sports reported that Kyrie is expected to return to Japan with an announcement to be made around SummerSlam time next month. Now, around, I think last month on social media, there was like this huge rumor that Kyrie was saying was getting ready to leave after she took some time off, um, tending to an injury that she received to the head during her match with Nia Jax. And since she hadn't returned in such a long period of time, a lot of people were under the impression, oh, she's going to leave and she's never going to come back and all this other stuff. But what's so weird is she came back, you know, a couple weeks ago on Monday Night Raw to help Asuka, you know, 
fight off Bailey and Sasha Banks with that feud going on. Um, and then they also had a match this Monday that I'll talk about a little bit more later um, for the women's tag team titles. So it's kind of hard to say, you know, who knows exactly what she's going to do if she's going to leave or if she's going to stay a little bit longer but something that was intriguing was on raw talk which is the wwe network after show that they have after monday night raw she um sat down with charlie caruso and she was having sort of like an interview with oscar and she said you know when the time is right i want to have that match with you and she was looking towards the raw women's championship so I don't know if this is going to double as a farewell match for the Raw Women's Championship or if they just want to fight to be to have that friendly competition going on. Like, I don't know how that's going to happen. It's pretty intriguing because the two of them have never truly fought each other. They've always been paired together as a tag team. So I think that will be that'll definitely be really interesting. Also in the news for the women, AEW debuted um, MJ Jenkins and Vicky Guerrero. Now, MJ Jenkins was a former NXT um, talent, and she made her AEW debut this past Wednesday in a tag team match with her partner, Kenzie Page, as she took on the Nightmare Sisters, um, which are which consists of Brandy Rhodes, who's, all, who's also serving as the chief brand officer of AEW, and Allie. Now, if you may or may not know, WWE participated in this mass firing of superstars around the time the coronavirus broke out. And she was one of those people who did, you know, subsequently get let go. And it was really sad to see that because she hadn't really tapped into her fullest potential just yet. There were only a few times we saw her wrestle on programming like because the first time I ever saw her it was on it was during the first May Young Classic in 2018 and she had been with the company really for just for just two years at that point so it was kind of sad to see her go in the mass firings and then she also had to deal with another blow because because of the coronavirus she lost her brother-in-law and that was really sad and we wish her the best in dealing with all of that but here's hoping that everything is turning around with her on her debut on AEW and also in AEW we saw the debut of Vicky Guerrero as the manager for former AEW women's champion Nyla Rose now, Nyla Rose um, is a history maker in and of herself because she is the first transgendered woman to ever be a women's champion um, in wrestling, period. And with Vicky Guerrero as her manager, she gave a warning to the entire women's division. And it's just really great to see Vicky in this role that she was born to play. Because if you've watched WWE during like the two, like sort of like the mid 2000s era and into the 2010s, Vicky Guerrero was like this crazy manager lady who was always getting on your nerves with that grating, excuse me, you know. <clears throat> So it was always like, excuse me, like she was just always getting on your nerves when she was, you know, the manager for Edge or the manager for Dolph Ziggler or whatever. And she was the cougar. And it was a role that suited her because it was almost like nobody expected for this for her to sort of become a superstar on the merits of this really irritating and obnoxious um. <laughs> 
um, gimmick, but she wound up making her own name for herself um, past being the wife of the late great Eddie Guerrero, which is already a beautiful thing in and of itself. You know, their love, you know, had, you know, transcended so many different hard times. And the fact that she was able to, you know, make a name for herself even after that was just, you know, amazing. So I'm really excited to see what she's going to be doing on um, AEW. Now, that's all in terms of story. Well, not that's all in terms of news and gossip ish. And now we're just going to transition to story time with a timeless women's evolution. So this story is called A Timeless Women's Evolution. Picture it. It's July of 2015. AJ Lee, the once longest reigning Divas champion, had retired after WrestleMania. And Paige was left as the babyface antithesis to the Bella Twins, along with Alicia Fox and their team Bella Faction. Um, Naomi, who is now our glow queen, had turned heel for the first time and aligned with Tamina Snuka and she was tired of being turned away for opportunities for the Divas title at the time so she decided to be more aggressive in her approach. Now at this point in July Paige had gotten multiple times um, a chance to go after the Divas title but yet Nikki Bella and the Bella and Brie and basically her whole Bella army had come up with so many different plans to keep Paige from getting that title over and over again. And it was just getting irritating constantly. Like, to watch them constantly cheat was just irritating. There's even a video that my boyfriend took of it that I may or may not post one day to show you how mad I was about it. But anyway. Um, But a new dawn was beginning to rise and it happened on this particular Monday July the 13th team Bella was doing their regular I rule the world promo but then it was interrupted by Stephanie McMahon and Paige um Nikki was like what the heck are you doing here Paige nobody you know asked you to be here and Stephanie was like yo like I asked her to be here she didn't say yo but (laughs) she said I had her you know be here because it's not fair that Paige is having to go after, you know, go after the women's title, you know, by herself or really even not have a team behind her. So now that I'm here, I'm going to shake up the table. And she introduced first Becky Lynch and the graphics that was behind them. It was like on the Titantron was the NXT logo and it was just like Becky Lynch came out with her silver and black outfit so she had not yet tapped into her man status she was just the beautiful happy Irish (laughs) girl that we were we were just in love with at that point and the crowd went crazy and then she then Stephanie introduced Charlotte Flair to which everybody was all woo you know and all that and everybody was just really excited And as everyone was cheering and as Becky and Charlotte had aligned with Paige, you know, to sort of create their team, which later known was was known as Team PCB, Naomi and Tamina came out and interrupted and they wanted to take their place in this moment. And 
Stephanie basically said, you know, there's someone else who feels the same way you do. And she calls herself the boss. And this is where the crowd really lost his mind. And I lost my mind. (laughs) I was losing my mind through all of this. And then Sasha Banks came out and they came out and she came out and aligned with Naomi and Tamina. And everybody was like super excited. And Team Bella was just trying, was like basically staring at them like, oh my God, what is going on? And Stephanie was like, well, Nikki, since you were talking about competition, you know, you know, how's this for competition? And she was just like, I've set the table of opportunity before you and I just want to know who's going to take it. And I remember being, feeling a little bit irritated um, with the fact that they all got in teams and I really wanted one, only one of them to really start going after the Divas title just to start something new. But the whole team thing actually turned out to be really cool. So I let that go. And as Team Bella tried to leave, you know, they were cornered by Team PCB and um, Team Bad. And Sasha basically dealt the first blow and smacked the crap out of Nikki and they all started fighting. And as they were all fighting with one another, there was a point where you could feel the change in the air because Paige um, first did her old submission, which I really miss seeing, um, called the PTO and on Naomi. And it was like really cool. Like I really miss seeing her do that submission. I just miss her wrestling anyway. And Charlotte, Becky and Sasha proceeded to put the old guard into submission, literally. And they all performed their submissions at the same time charlotte did her figure eight becky hit the disarmor and sasha banks hit the bank statement on all three members of team bella and i was just enthralled with all of it and team bella basically just got tossed out of the ring as the as the other two teams sort of raised their hands and in victory of what they had just done and literally the entire trajectory of the women's division or the divas division at the time had completely changed and I remember sitting on the couch with my boyfriend watching that take place and just feeling so excited because I have been watching NXT for like the past couple of months and just feeling you know so excited with the idea that these women were actually wrestling matches that were substantial and the fact that they came up to the main roster just further proved that WWE was about to change the perspective of what women's wrestling was to them for so very long. And this isn't to not give any other promotion their credit for what they have done in wrestling because there were other women um, in other divisions who were wrestling full on before WWE did it. But seeing as WWE was the main show that I was watching at the time, I was just so floored and just so happy that this was finally changing. And since then, there has just been so much improvement. But before I go into why it's been improved and why and what has improved, I'm going to talk about why this um, revolution and evolution has resonated with me so much. As a child, when I started watching wrestling, the only frame of reference I had for the women in wrestling weren't even wrestlers they were the wcw nitro girls and they were dancers and 
I used to dance, you know, with them on television, of course, not mimicking every move they were doing, but just, you know, moving with them. And I used to tell my parents, I'm going to be a Nitro girl. And so needless to say, that dream got tanked. But (laughs) either way, um, that was really the only frame of reference I had in terms of women's wrestling. And it was just all guys after that point because even as I rewatched some of the clips where the Nitro girls were performing, it seemed like a lot of the time the commentators would talk about the men's programming, you know, as they were performing. And then the older I got, when I got back into wrestling, sort of towards like the two, around 2002, the women were being used in so many different ways that wasn't purely athletic um I'll never forget how Eric Bischoff was general manager and he had you know hot lesbian action and he had these women you know just sort of kissing each other for the sake of of course you know sexualizing two women being together for the fantasy of a man and it was just like it was just awkward for me because I'm a, I'm still, you know, growing as a child into sort of like preteen levels of adulthood. Well, no, around 2002, I was about eight or nine years old. So I'm still, you know, wondering what's going on. And then with the women, they would always participate. They would participate in matches, but they were never like anything substantial where you see move or holes or stuff like that. Um, sometimes they would fight in lingerie matches or participate in bra and panties, you know, contests or bikini contests. And then if they did fight, it was, you know, rarities in which they did fight because you had people in the 90s like China, you know, wrestling the men. And that was always cool. And then you also had people like Trish, you know, and Lita who were sort of, you know, And also, you know, you had Molly Holly and Ivory and Jacqueline sort of trying to change the perspective of what women's wrestling was back then. But at the same time, they still weren't taken as seriously to a certain degree. And once it started getting more towards, you know, women who were models, it just got less and less athletic and more and more, you know, cutesy stuff. And it disappointed me because... There were even points where I would go to live events with my father and whenever they would see the women out there, they would either go to the restroom on them. They would be the bathroom break or they would sit there and stare at them and make all kinds of lewd jokes like, oh, let me see your boobs and, you know, and whistling at them and doing all kinds of catcalling things. And it's rough. It's really rough, you know, hearing that because you kind of just want to. You want these women to be able to fight like the men. And the older I got, the more sick of it I got. Because if the women were glorified to a certain degree, they were glorified because, you know, they were either half naked or in a romantic angle or they were on the cover of a magazine half naked, like on Playboy or something like that. And it was just so annoying. (laughs) It was so annoying because it just felt like everything that the women were made to do, it was all for, you know, the male gaze. 
and it just felt like slowly but surely it was it was never truly for me as a woman there was really nothing I could full-on look up to at that point and of course there were a couple of bright spots in the feuds that Trish would have with Jazz and Lita and Jacqueline and Victoria and all of that but the more it got towards model territory the less interested I got because I was just ready for the women to finally just fight and not just be the sideshow or be the bathroom break and with the 22nd matches and finally after years of telling my father that I wanted the women to fight um my boyfriend and I met and he was telling me about NXT and he told me about this girl named Paige and her family and I watched that documentary that they did on YouTube and for the first time in a long time I was able to feel an assemblance of hope that finally the women were being taken seriously somewhere even if it wasn't television and I wasn't sure if it would ever come to television because as they were fighting 12 minute or 20 minute matches on NXT you still had them fighting 20 second matches on the main roster and this is around 2012 and I'm just like okay so they got this cool stuff going on in NXT when are they gonna bring it to television like when is that gonna happen like I was clamoring for it like I was pushing for it like I was manifesting it as much as I could and finally finally it was brought to fruition and even with AJ and Caitlyn and even with Paige and Emma because Emma wasn't taken as seriously um when she was there either even after she turned heel she wasn't taken as seriously they still weren't necessarily ready after that point but once Bay once Bailey Sasha Charlotte and Becky got there and I know Bailey didn't come at the same time, but once they all got there, the whole trajectory of the women's division changed for the absolute better. And then with the women that came after them, it's only gotten better with time. It's only gotten better with the equality and with the opportunities that they have. And I'm just so proud of them. Since then, so much has just improved. The Divas title has been retired and they retired it for the new Raw Women's title. The SmackDown Women's title was created. Um, Charlotte, Sasha, and Becky stole the show at WrestleMania in 2016 for the new women's title. Like, I arguably felt like that match, that triple threat match, should have been the main event of that show. But, you know, I guess they just weren't ready for that. Um they and then it's like the women main event major pay-per-views like hell in a cell and summer slams and all and even wrestlemania now and then they main event the tv shows as well just like this week with raw and nxt it's the norm to see these women main event now and it's just so beautiful and we now have a women's royal rumble match where now there's been three winners in the form of oscar becky and charlotte and they even feature women of the past like Alundra Blaze, Trish Stratus, Molly Holly, Michelle McCool. So many women of the past have come back to those matches and it's just so great to see. And we've even seen Ronda Rousey transition from 
UFC to the WWE and fulfill her dream and have probably one of the greatest debuts in WrestleMania history and then went on to hold the Raw Women's title for almost a year until you know she lost it at WrestleMania last year to Becky Lynch who became the first ever women's double champion and of course the women have had money in the bank matches they've had TLC matches they've had elimination chamber matches they have women's tag team titles like there are all kinds of rumblings about them getting a mid-card title like the sky is really the limit at this point with the women and I couldn't be more proud because I just remember when I would see these women you know just get poo-pooed off to the side and treated like they weren't important or watch them fight in mud fights and you know just be overly sexualized you know for the male gaze and it is one of the most proudest things that I have ever seen in my entire life like it's so beautiful and I'm so glad to have even met some of those girls who have made all this trailblazing history and it's only going to get better with time. Of course, everything's not perfect. You know, there are a couple of things that they can improve on in terms of creating new talent and, you know, really pushing the, you know, pushing the bar when it comes to better stories and stuff like that. But the sky is truly the limit for the women's division. And I am so grateful for women being at the top, being the norm now. And I'm so glad that if I decide to ever have a child, <laughs> a child, a daughter or a son or whatever, um, they'll grow up in a world where they can see women fight and be strong and think that that's the norm and be vulnerable and think that that's the norm. And it's just so beautiful. And it just makes me proud to be a woman at this stage um, and proud to be a fan at this stage. So man it's great to be a woman in wrestling and it's great to be a woman fan in wrestling too and that's the end of the story until of course the next evolution comes all right so now we're going to discuss what happened this week in wrestling and we're going to talk about what happened on Raw with the women. So Zelina Vega is still playing this long game with Andrade and Angel, but this is more so an opinion about Zelina. I'm trying to really push for the idea that her tag team is going to break up and I predict that she will not choose angel or andrade but she'll choose herself and also she keeps throwing all this mad shade at charlie because charlie keeps flirting with angel and what's so funny is it's just it's just so funny to see charlie kind of flirt with angel but then also flirt with ivar from the viking raiders and i'm just like girl make up your mind who you gonna flirt with (laughs) but um i just love to see zelena sort of getting in charlie's face and calling her two buck chuck like she's basically calling her cheap y'all like that's so sad but um 
I wouldn't necessarily mind seeing Charlie and Zelina fight, you know, so if they want to book that, you know, they can go ahead. Um, also in the women's division, <laughs> you had Ruby Riot and the returning Bianca Belair, my favorite, um, versus the Iconics. And of course, the Iconics have been messing with Ruby Riot all this time because she's sort of by herself and Liv has sort of disappeared off television um, after she tried to sort of reach out to her and try to, you know, make amends because they were fighting. And the Iconics were like, oh, Ruby Riot, you know, you're alone. And, you know, and even though we don't have the tag team titles, at least we have each other and no one likes you and all this other stuff. But Ruby bounced back with a new partner in Bianca Bella. So happy to see her because she'd been off TV for so long. She was on a uh, main event um, and stuff on the network. But I'm just like, you know, where is Bianca? Everybody keeps talking about how much of a star she is. You know, put the star on TV, and there she was. And what was so cool was was just like Bianca Belair. You know, was dodging Billy Kay Shades of K finisher, and she wound up flattening her with the kiss of death to win the match. And it was just nice to see Ruby Riot win a match, you know, on Raw. And it was definitely great to see Bianca Belair win her first match back on Raw since, you know, since she had her run in with Zelina Vega um, with the Street Profits and stuff. And I hope we see more of Bianca Belair on Raw, definitely, because she deserves to be a main event star. She deserves all of the accolades for her athleticism that she definitely showed off in this match here. Now, the only downside was the fact that she didn't use the braid <laughs> because I just want to see her use the braid because it's so cool to hear it go crack. But, um, you know, I was just really happy with that match. And... We had the return of Shayna Baszler. And right around, you know, our truth, this match that our truth was supposed to have with Akira Tozawa for the 24 7 championship, Shayna Baszler came out and basically beat up Akira Tozawa's people and <laughs> all those ninjas. She basically beat them up and then Tozawa backed out. I was like, nah, I'm gone. And then our truth basically, you know, let himself out after she was staring at him and everything and she basically issued a warning to the women's division and promising a reality check and saying that she was that reality and how she was just sick and tired of seeing all these women you know um act like they run the show and all this other stuff and i feel like she was low-key throwing shade at bailey and sasha banks and she may have also been throwing shade at oscar or basically throwing shade at just everyone and i was just so glad to see her back because it's just like Ever since she lost her match against Becky Lynch at WrestleMania, she was kind of in a funk. And it was just, and then we didn't see her after Money in the Bank either. And it was just kind of like, yo, where is Shayna at? And I'm just so glad that she's back because I feel like her and Bianca Belair are, are just a shot of adrenaline that the Raw Women's Division needs in the absence of Charlotte and Becky. And even though Bailey and Sasha Banks, you know, have been doing a phenomenal job with their work, you know, as the tag team champions, you know, popping up on all three shows and stuff. It's just we need some new blood. And I'm just so glad that Shayna and Bianca are on there. So that was really cool to see. So along with that, the main event, which was the first of two main event shows this week with the women, 
was the Kabuki Warriors versus, of course, the Golden Role Models in Bailey and Sasha Banks, even though they really don't call themselves that. And this match was highly impressive because you had Kyrie Sane sort of with renewed um, spirit and sort of of a refreshed mindset going into her match. And then you, of course, you had Asuka, who's a Raw Women's Champion, you know, showing off all of her charisma and all of her, you know, action. And then, of course, you have Bailey and Sasha Banks. And you can't ever go wrong with those two because they are workhorses and they are going to give you a match. When you put them in the main event, you give them a main event spot. They're going to give you main event quality. And it was really, really good. Now, even though Bailey and Sasha Banks won this match and they sort of have the... Um, momentum going into um, their matches, especially Sasha Banks, you know, going into her match with Asuka at Extreme Rules, the horror show this Sunday. It was just, I just kind of, it was just really great to see that match. And it was just nice to see Kyrie saying, you know, being her awesome self with her insane elbow. And it's just, I feel like the women were the best part of Raw. Like There were a lot of good parts, but I really feel like the women were the most exciting part of Raw at this point. And, of course, Asuka's going to go around looking for revenge. But, of course, I'm going to talk more about whether or not she gets it this week. And that's all that's going on with the women's division on Raw. And now I'm going to go to NXT. Right, so on women's NXT, Scarlett came out and poured out the broken hourglass to send the new NXT and North American champion Keith Lee a message for Karrion Cross saying that he's gonna come and eat him alive and take his belts. So that's pretty much it for that. But I do love Scarlett though, I like what she brings to the whole collective of Karrion Cross as a manager and also as his real life girlfriend. You know, they're cute, so that's cool. And also in the women's division, Indy Hartwell fought against Shotzi Blackheart. And this match was really good. I could like I can tell that Indy's gonna have a really good future because she started off domin sort of dominating Shotzi, but then it was like Shotzi definitely had a response for everything that Indy was throwing at her. And something that I found that I really enjoyed about Shotzi's style is that she's sort of like a rough house fighter with a lot of mat wrestling ability and um high flying abilities as well and i really appreciate that and i like that in shotzi um something that shotzi is also struggling with is robert stone because she ran over robert stone's foot and i, and I guess he got put in a boot somehow and he came out with Aaliyah to try to distract her and andy hartwell kicked her you know in the head for the one, two, three. So Andy Hartwell got her first victory on NXT television thanks to Aaliyah and Robert Stone. And I guess now, as far as we know, Andy probably won't join the Robert Stone brand, but um, I guess now Shotzi's going to have a constant back and forth with Aaliyah and Robert Stone now. And something that I did find a little bit intriguing was the fact that Tom Phillips on the commentary table was low-key turning heel because he was feeling sympathy for robert stone and i'm just like where did this heelish tom phillips come from <laughs> it was just kind of awkward to sort of hear that but you know changes happen 
So the main event of NXT was the NXT Women's Championship match between Io Shirai and Tegan Knox. And Tegan was very ready for this opportunity. She kept saying over and over again that she didn't want anybody talking about, you know, her injuries and how she was just a comeback kid, you know, and she was talking about how she wants people to sort of, you know, think of her now as a full on competitor and not just sort of feel sorry for her and be like, oh, look at her. She's coming back from this, this, that and the third, you know, like, no, like she's a serious competitor and she really showed her best self in this match. I was so proud of Tegan. Like there were levels of intensity that I hadn't seen out of her um, at all until I saw this match. And it was just really good. Like she, it was a couple of times where I thought she was about to win. And especially once she hit a face buster and a molly go round on T on um, Io Shirai. But then Io had blocked the shiniest wizard with a palm strike and it connected with the moonsault. And Io Shirai, of course, retained her NXT Women's title, but I cannot stress enough how much we cannot sleep on Tegan Knox. She did so very well for this to be her first NXT title opportunity, and I hope that some sometime in the future that she'll get another opportunity, but even if she doesn't, you know, it'll still be cool too. just, you know, just, you know, I'll just want to give her all of her flowers. But then as Io Shirai was celebrating, you know, near the Titantron, Dakota Kai interrupted it by kicking her in the head and sort of just staring at her because she, you know, is sort of asserting herself to the front of the line for the NXT women's title now. And dang it, like, huh, I just hate it when people interrupt celebrations. <laughs> Because it's just like you're celebrating, but then, of course, you know, you have this this bad guy who has to come out and ruin it. And it's just like, you know, let EO celebrate her, you know, her first successful retainment of her title. But, you know, Dakota Kai has to make everything about her. So, bleh, whatever. And that's all that happened on NXT TV with the women. And now we're going to go to SmackDown. Okay, so on to the last show, which is SmackDown. With the women, we had um, a moment of bliss with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, and they were both introduced as the alluring Alexa Bliss and the, I don't know if it was exciting or electric Nikki Cross, but it was something along the lines of, no, enthusiastic, enthusiastic um, Nikki Cross. And they were basically talking about how they were reading each other's minds in terms of um, how it's been five years since the women's evolution and how they were going to introduce a mystery guest. But of course, Bailey and Sasha Banks interrupted them and talked about, you know, how irrelevant they are and how basically once Bailey beats her, beats Nikki Cross at Extreme Rules, the horror show this Sunday, that Nikki Cross will just go back to being in... Um, go back to being in Alexa Bliss's shadow and 
after this point, you know, they get in the ring and talk, you know, and talk all kinds of crap at them and everything. But then she didn't get and then Alexa Bliss says you didn't let me finish, you know, announcing who the special guest was. And as it turns out, the special guest was Asuka coming from Raw. And she came out, you know, with all of her amazing glory. And then as Bailey and Sasha Banks pretended like they were talking crap at Asuka, they proceeded to beat up on Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. And then as they got into a brawl and everything, Alexa Bliss basically said, you know what, let's get a referee out here. And it turned into a tag team match between Asuka and Nikki Cross and Bailey and Sasha Banks. And it was a pretty good match. You know, it was, you know, full of all of the qualities that you can expect from all four of the women. Um, Nikki Cross was able to show a lot of her um, charisma in terms of her happiness along with Asuka. There was a point where they were dancing on the commentary table together. Like, that was super cute. And then, like, like I said, the action was really solid. But I think I felt really bad because Nikki Cross, you know, got covered with the one, two, three because Bailey cheated and used the ropes to her advantage and then later it showed them backstage it showed her backstage talking to Alexa Bliss talking about how her confidence was shot because I believe because she said last week she lost to Bailey and then now this week she lost to Bailey again and she just doesn't know if she can really pull it off this Sunday and but Alexa was trying to be the encouraging friend but as Sasha Banks and Bailey were bragging about what was going on backstage. Nikki found them and proceeded to gang up and beat up on Bailey. And Sasha was like, No, get off her. That's my friend. You can't do that to her. But then Alexa was trying to pull Nikki off of her as well. And I'm just like, God dang, you know, it was just a lot of fighting going on backstage between them both. And they were just like, No, you're not going to do that. You're, you know, the, the regular yelling. So it's kind of hard to say who has the momentum going forward. Um, in their championship match so because it's like nikki lost her match but then bailey got beat up backstage so we're kind of in the middle and i believe at this point it can go either way i'm pretty sure alexa will come out and be nikki's moral support just like more than likely sasha will probably be bailey's moral support um but like i said it could go either way with either of those two and then of course, Sasha has the momentum going forward with her match against Asuka um, on Sunday as well for the Raw Women's Championship because, you know, they won that tag team match. So, yeah, Sunday's going to be really interesting <laughs> um, in terms of that. And also in terms of the women, we had Lacey Evans versus Naomi. And this sort of came from last week where they had their karaoke showdown and Naomi won and I guess Lacey Evans wasn't having it and she was angry about it so I guess now she was you know she she wanted to fight her but then like all day today they were throwing barbs at each other on Twitter and something that came to my attention online was the fact that there are some fans who felt like some of the things that Lacey Evans was saying about um Naomi's granny's hair because Naomi made a um a snide remark about Lacey's grandma or something like that and then Lacey shared a gif with a woman getting grabbed by some type of animal by her hair and it was and her hair was disheveled and it looked like it was a black woman's hair and along with that 
with those frustrations that some of those fans on Twitter had um, as the match went on and as Naomi was showing off all of her athleticism in this match and even hitting a split on top of Lacey almost for a one, two, three count, Lacey had beat up on Naomi and then grabbed her hair and tried to tie it into a knot on the second rope. And the one thing that culturally you just don't do to a black woman's hair is touch it and try to, you know, play with it as if it's an object. But then at the same point in rate, you have people like Bianca Belair who also uses her hair in her matches. So, but then it's like the women pull, pull each other, you know, by their hair sometimes all the time. I mean, not as much as they used to in the past, but definitely sometimes it happens now. But I'm going to try to reserve my full-on Lacey might be a racist anger. You know, I'm trying to hold on to it and not go down that road. But at the same point, Ray, I can't sit here and pretend that I wasn't particularly bothered by the idea that she grabbed her, grabbed Naomi's hair and tied it into a knot, you know, in order to hit the woman's right on her to win the match. I'm not going to pretend like it didn't bother me, but I don't want to like go off on a tangent and make it seem like it was a whole racist thing that somebody backstage made her do. Um, I hope that's not the case, but if it is the case, I hope it doesn't happen again because culturally you just don't do that. You just don't touch our hair because it's not a petting zoo. Don't do that. Um, so that's really all what happened with the women. And of course they mentioned how on social media, um, all the women superstars were celebrating um, women of the past, present, and of course the future in terms of the women's evolution week. And I think what disappointed me with this smack episode of SmackDown was the fact that Raw and NXT had two women's main events in Io Shirai versus Tegan Knox on NXT. And then on Raw, you had the Kabuki Warriors versus um, Bailey and Sasha. And on SmackDown tonight, the main event was AJ Styles and Matt Riddle for the IC Championship. And even though that is a big deal um, or whatever, I still felt like they should have, you know, kept with the possible theme of having the women main event all three shows because that would have shown that they, you know, value and they still value, you know, their women, of course, and to show that show the fans that this is a new age and that this is a new day in which the women can main event all three all three brands and it be considered the norm so i don't i was disappointed with smackdown in that aspect and in that regard but i guess it just is what it is at this point but i am happy to to see naomi fighting more because of the fact that i mean She's a talent and she deserves, you know, to have this spotlight, even if it is fighting Lacey Evans. And I love Lacey Evans. And but I feel like with this heel persona that she's gaining now, I'm afraid it's almost bordering on problematic. And I just don't need for that to happen because there's so much problematic stuff going on in the world enough as it is. Um, so I really don't necessarily want to see it in my wrestling either. So yeah that's pretty much all that's going on with the women on smackdown and now we're just gonna go to the conclusion all 
right. So thank you for listening to this special women's themed episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. I want to give a huge shout out to those wrestling girls for doing their very first Facebook Live episode and in which they talked about the women's evolution. I really enjoyed listening to that this past Thursday. And I also want to give another shout out to Miranda Morales, who is the one of the hosts of the Lucha Central podcast. Like she has definitely been a huge help to me um, in terms of my podcasting journey. And I definitely want to give another huge shout out to the Face Beat Heels High wrestling podcast. They gave me lots of beautiful encouragement in the form of a review. And speaking of reviews, if you really like this show, don't hesitate to give me five stars or (laughs) write a review on how much you like it. That would be a big help to me. And that just really encourages my self-esteem. So (laughs) so if you like the show, please don't hesitate to say so. Um, If you want to listen to it, you can listen to it on YouTube because I have a YouTube channel, um, Hardy Wrestling with Stephanie Hardy. Um, You can follow it on YouTube. You can also listen to me on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podchaser, and basically anywhere you can listen to podcasts is where you can listen to this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to it. if you've listened to it from the jump, thank you. If you haven't, and if you're just starting, I hope that I can continue to create a safe space for you to listen um, to wrestling and what's going on during the week. And hopefully I'll have a I'll have a new episode for you next week in which I'll have an interview for you as well. It's pretty special because she'll be the first female guest on my show. Yay! So that's going to be amazing. So until then, have a safe and amazing weekend and enjoy the summer for as much as you possibly can. Because, of course, with everything that's going on, you know, it's hard to but still enjoy it as much as you possibly can. And just continue to love your families, love your friends and empower the women in your life and just be good to yourself. And until then, this is Hardy Wrestling with me, your girl, Stephanie Hardy. Bye, y'all.